wanted to start off today's episode out a little differently. Recently, mine and Abby's hometown of Whitesburg, Kentucky, and many other parts of eastern Kentucky, were ravaged by devastating flooding. So many friends, family, including my parents, lost everything from their homes, pets, and even loved ones, seemingly overnight, as a result of this catastrophic national disaster. Recovery will take time, and the people of eastern Kentucky are resilient, but they need our help more than ever. In the description of this episode, I'll put some links to ways that you can help those in need. Last month, we worked with our local communities to bring much-needed supplies and volunteers to areas heavily impacted by the floods. We also donated all of the Patreon proceeds we received to charities assisting directly with those affected. As a friend and patron wisely said, when it rains and the waters rise, so do we, and we'll get through this together. Eastern Kentucky Strong. American Railroad, a crucial player in the growth of the United States. Single-handedly paving the way for America's manifest destiny, the American Railroad system helped provide many Western communities the means to develop and thrive in the 19th century. However, despite its importance in the infrastructure of the developing nation, the growth of the railroad didn't come without its fair share of pain and misery. Songs and stories began to spring up across the country, showing that progress comes at a cost. For example, the Battle of John Henry and the song Roll On Buddy helped forge the folklore and showcase ways of life during the age of industry and the suffering that came along with it. As the mysticism of the railroad grew and time rolled on, something began to stir beneath the soil. Tales of train cars haunted by the spirits of their former conductors or tunnels where the sound of sobbing or screaming can be heard echoing from inside on dark moonlit nights. However, one story sticks out from the rest. The story of a creature. One that's said to lure its victims out onto a train trestle 90 feet above the ground, only to find themselves in the path of an oncoming train. I'm talking, of course, about the legend of Pope Lick himself. The Pope Lick monster. Or, more commonly known to the locals as, the Goat Man. Although the creature's origins have varied over the years, tales of the monster have been haunting the Pope Lake Valley since the early 20th century. The most universally accepted description of the monster describes it as a human-goat hybrid, wielding a large axe and luring its victims onto the trestle above the river using vocal mimicry and hypnosis. Some even claim that the monster will pounce onto the roofs of cars that are passing or parked beneath the trestle on moonlit nights. However, the earliest incarnation of the monster of Pope Lick was much more subtle. In 1908, 
the monster was more commonly known as the Siren of Pope Lick, using its haunting voice to ensnare its victims onto the trestle. Though the similarities of the Siren and the Goatman don't stop there, the Siren was also said to have glowing yellow eyes and surrounded itself in a thick fog. Once lured onto the trestle, the Siren would cease its haunting melody and reveal its eyes to its victims. Frozen in fear, those who were lured by the Siren would watch helplessly, as the siren's glowing yellow eyes quickly became replaced with the lights of an oncoming train. The most common version of the story tells the tale of a circus train that was derailed from the trestle, crashing into the river below, leading to the escape of one of its members, a human-goat hybrid, or Goatman, who vowed revenge after years of being mistreated by the circus. It is said that there were hoof tracks leading into the woods surrounding the trestle from the wrecked car, these woods make up the public park that we know today. Another version of the tale involves a farmer on the verge of bankruptcy due to a failing harvest. The farmer was said to have made a deal with the devil after offering a sacrifice of his livestock to ensure that his crops would instead begin to flourish. As expected with any deal of the devil type story, this pact instead cursed the farmer into a twisted version of the goats he sacrificed to strike his bargain to begin with. While researching the legends of Pope Lick, I kept running into a common pattern of methods that the creature has been said to use over the years to lure its victims out onto the train trestle, that being hypnosis and some form of vocal mimicry. Kentucky is rich with Native American cultural heritage, with many tribes staking claim in the state. I mention this because within Native American folklore, there are two creatures who have been said to use these methods to lure victims as well and could possibly fit the visual description of the creature known as the public monster. I am, of course, referring to the Wendigo and the Skinwalker. The stories of these creatures, much like the public monster, vary in origin, but do have some commonality between tribes. Skinwalkers are said to be witches or shamans that have committed the willful murder of a close relative, or committed culturally taboo and evil acts in exchange for their otherworldly powers. These creatures are said to have the ability to transform themselves into animals or other mythological creatures in order to trick their victims. They are also said to have power of mimicry, using familiar voices like the sound of a loved one or the cry of an infant, or even animal sounds to trick their prey and isolate their victims. Skinwalkers are also said to have glowing eyes and the ability to use their unnatural powers to charm or hypnotize their victims. Sound familiar? The Wendigo, on the other hand, is said to have once been a human, forced to commit the ultimate cruel act of cannibalism, though appearing to have retained some of its human characteristics. Through avarice and greed, the cannibal is said to be transformed into a tattered image of its former self. Basil Johnston, an Ojibwe teacher and scholar from Ontario, gives a description of a Wendigo. His description states, The Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation. Its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones, with its bones pushing out against the flesh, its complexion the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloodied, unclean and suffering from separation of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and corruption. Much like the Skinwalker and our Pope Lick monster, 
The Wendigo is also said to have the ability to mimic human voices, utilizing the skill to lure people in and isolate them from their tribes or groups. Once isolated and in the depths of the wild, the creature will then attack and feast on their victim's flesh. Both creatures play a significant role in the folklore of their respective cultures, and it's clear to see that they share many similarities in both abilities and appearance to that of the creature that's said to stalk the trestle of Pope Lick across all of its incarnations. And with Kentucky being known for its common clashes between the Shawnee and Cherokee tribes, it shouldn't come as a surprise that this dark and bloody ground could be home to some ancient creatures stalking the woods. Although the legend of Pope Lick makes for a fun story to tell around the campfire, the Pope Lick Trestle and its elusive monster have tragically claimed the lives of over seven people of various ages from as early as 1984 to, unfortunately, as recently as 2019. Many believe that, due to the rusty and rickety appearance of the Pope Lick Train Trestle, that it's abandoned or no longer in use. But in fact, this is one of the most active railways in the region, with anywhere between 8 to 13 passing trains going through daily. Legend seekers in search of the monster, including the seven mentioned earlier, walk onto the 100-foot-tall train trestle in hopes of encountering the Popelik monster, only to find themselves stranded in the path of an oncoming train, with the only options available being hanging to the side of the tracks, battling the vibrations as the train passes above, and fatigue or plummet 100 feet into the shallow river below. Remember, if you do go seeking an encounter with the Popelik monster, stick to the trail below. Maybe take a tour of the haunted house that happens every year. But be sure to stay off the trestle. This episode of the Paranormal Pit Stop Podcast is made possible because of listeners like you, our patrons. Because of your incredible support, we can make this spooky dream of ours possible. So with our utmost gratitude, we'd like to say from the bottom of our hearts, a huge thank you to Brittany Watts, Zach Joseph, and Evan Fields. 